Uh, Hi, everyone. Well, seriously, uh, this, this is my show. Yes. <laughs> I'm a dictator. <laughs> That's what you said on technicality. You said I'm a dictator. <laughs> so here I am on Tiso and Wacho, and I'm dictating the show. Okay? Okay. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Tiso and Wacho. I am none other than Lufaro, the dictator from technicality, now dictating Tiso and Wacho. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Shadow and Bone, which is a series on Netflix. Um, yeah, take it away, Valentine. Oh, I think I've it. Thank you very much. So this is actually the third episode of How Was It? Uh, so yeah, it's it. The first episode I think was uh, was Batman versus Superman that bad. The second episode was Mortal Kombat, which we conveniently left too far out of. And the third one is the first. Not salty at all. <laughs> Super salty. And the third is uh, is going to be the first series review. So if if you if you're um, used to hearing Charmaine they had, yeah they don't they don't watch series or they don't watch series at the pace that Rufar and I do so yeah we should start doing the documentary um, reviews because it yeah he watches documentary reviews oh and Formula One um, we've got a race happening to today as well around three so definitely he's watching I'm watching um, you are yes. watching yeah unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> Hamilton's going to win. So what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is not a Formula One podcast, so let's stick to let's stick to the script. Okay, so Shadow and Bone, a Netflix TV series. Uh, it was a uh, it's a series based off of this guy called um, I keep forgetting the guy who wrote, who wrote the books uh, who wrote the book um, Lay Berdungo, Babardungo, I think. Uh, I don't know, but it's 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 based on the Grisha, a Grisha trilogy of novels, starting with Shadow and Bone, and then other six crows, and then I think another one's supposed to come out. I don't quite remember, but it's a really really interesting uh, show that's set in, well, that's based off a fantasy um, version of Russia. So remember when when well, we're jumping up a bit of a head, but remember when uh, when um, what's his name? The, the black general when he was like to the king Moitzar. Alexander. The black general. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, you you lost. Is is this in the show? It's in the or... show. The dude with the the dude with the weird shadow powers. Yes, Alexander. Alexander, yeah. Yes. Oh, we're talking about the same person. Uh, okay. So yeah, when he, <laughs> when when he said to the to, to the king Moitzar, like when he bowed to him mm. and stuff like that, that that's my mm. king in Russian. So that that gave it away to me. I, I haven't read the books, but that gave it away to me. Like ah, okay, so 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 Russian based. Uh, so where do we start with this one? Where's <laughs> the best place to start? Well, just the thought that came when you, when you were um, just explaining what it's about. For me, um, these shows, whether it's movie or a series that are based on books, yeah, it's either going to be a hit or it's going to be a big miss. Um, I haven't read the books either, um, but I know that, for example, The Hunger Games, I read the books. Um, I liked them more than the movie, I I think. Um, there's another series that I also read, which is called Divergent. I don't know if they have movies yet. And then there was Shadow Hunters. Um, not to be confused with Shadow Bone, but I hear that the series, which is also Netflix, was was not was not as good as the books. But yeah, um, getting uh, back to Shadow and Bone, I guess if we had read the books, we could have already opened up with that. Like, how does it compare um, to the books? Those who have read though online are saying that yeah, it, they did really well um, on this one, 
And apparently they also kind of mixed um, characters. So, for example, characters from book two uh, were showing up in the series, yet you might have expected it to be like, okay, we're going to go through book one as it is, which just its characters, and then we will go to the next one, etc. But then isn't like isn't that kind of I wouldn't have another example, but from like a storytelling perspective, wouldn't that make sense <clears throat> to like you know if some character if the, if the first book doesn't have enough of a compelling story to get people like that hook to get people in, would it make sense to like draw characters from you know from from other parts and then just bring them in so that you know you you, you flesh it out a bit? Might that ruin the 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 the, 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 the next seasons maybe? But I think it's 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 a risk worth taking, especially with, with the way Netflix like churns out content to the point that. You don't know what's new. You don't know what's old. It's just there. So I'm thinking, you know, if somebody can get a hook, then, you know, why not take the risk and then just kind of go off script a bit? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely worth it because the other thing is these shows are not supposed to be one as to one with the books. Uh, mm. I like follow them exactly. There are certain things that you are able to do more visually than if you are reading um, text. So I, I guess it uh, they did it. It worked. I liked the show. Um for I guess just for extra description of what it is, you might not like it if you focus too much on the whole there's a guy, there's a girl, they're in love and this, this, this. But if you like No, but let's hold up, hold up on that. Yeah. Why do people why is there that in every center of every single of almost every story there's a guy and a girl story? Like, because in this case it was it was Mel and what's her name? And um, it starts with an A, I think. <laughs> I forget a name, but it was my. I'm sure I can remember her name. It was Mel and uh, Mel and Alina. Google. Alina Starkov, yes, yeah. Alina. So Mel and Alina weren't exactly a thing. Um, but they, they kind of were. So their dynamic is very interesting, right? In that they grew up as best friends, right? They've been together. Um, they were in an orphanage, right? Um, and they were together while they were young and they grew up, um, they went through all these hustles of, you know, childhood bullies. Uh, you, you had Alina actually protecting Mel, um, all of those things. So that got them to be really close. Um, but I think where they are now, they're at a point where they're like, Hey, if we decide to become more than just friends, it might ruin things. Um, so it's like they're dancing around that fine line of, mm, I think, uh, let's just keep it as friends, but deep down, really, it's, it's probably way more than that. Mm-hmm. So I think that dynamic is still there. It's not just shown explicitly in the way, um, that then happens between Alina and, yeah, General Kirigin Watch, and I was like, what the hell? Like, uh, um. So I, I think that the, the next place to probably go to is like how this is all said. So uh, Alina being the, the the main protagonist of the show is part of the cartographers. So people will draw maps. So this is like the, 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 the series basically is based on this, like I said before, this fantasy version of Russia mm. where there is a war going on between two sides separated by this giant black curtain, uh, which is full of, you know, I guess if you watch Harry, Harry Potter, you know Dementors probably well. So, but dementors, but not soul sucking more that have sharp teeth than fly and eat people, um, kind of vibe. So, uh, the, 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 it was one country before, but this curtain kind of split it apart. So no, in most cases, when, when a country split apart for whatever reason, the other side would be like, eh, you know, let's just have our own independence and all that kind of stuff. 
you know, I think mm-hmm. it's good if we, if we if we reach out on ourselves. So that obviously caused conflict between the two sides. So um, Mel and and uh, and Alina, best friends, were in this orphanage. So the the biggest part of this story, which I think we were dancing around for a while, is that it, they all every child born has a well, not every child, but some children born have a power. Mm-hmm. And they get they get like classified as Grisha. So Grisha basically have sort of manipulation of a certain element or thing. So we have uh, the 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 Inferni who obviously control fire. We have those who control wind. We have those who control emotions. What are they called? Heart renders who control who can control emotions or extract information from people. And then we have um, people like uh, General Kerrigan who's um, who who just controls the black. Or they call him the Darkling. So his his power is basically just you know manifesting shadow. So the beauty of, of of all of this is that the show is I think kind of conscious of the fact that magic has been done so bad on on the big screen and the small screen. Like the Harry Potter example, like these guys could just conjure stuff out of nowhere. But in in, in most shows, right, I feel like I feel like we should rewatch Harry Potter, um, <laughs> all of them, and then have a review about it. Now, I, I've had this gripe with Harry Potter for a long time, like they always made these things happen out of nothing. Like it all came from the wand or from some special power. But in more like for the magical shows I've been watching, it's more of a balance. Like even General Kerrigan says, nothing is conjured out of anything. You're just manipulating mm-hmm. what's already there. So there, it, it brings that, that limitation to your powers. Like, yeah, you're strong, but you know, you are pretty yeah, limited to what you can do. It reminds me of Full Metal Alchemist. Exactly. Um, equivalent exchange. Yeah. We should have an anime. Oh man, this is why I should not be part of this one. Actually. We end up talking about a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go on. Yeah, but like the example you brought up of Full Metal Alchemist is great because it shows that there is no there is no such thing as magic without consequence. And in Full, Full Metal Alchemist, it's alchemy, so everything has to you know pretty much weigh the same on both scales. They compromise that need to be made. So as much as um, Shadow and Bone is kind of like um full metal alchemist in that respect i think it's more like an adult version of of avatar the last airbender probably bordering into Korra a little bit more like people are born with these specific gifts that they don't mm-hmm. these elemental gifts but in in, in shadow born it's not elemental like with with alina we'll get to why she's super important but um in Shadow and Bone, you're, you're born with obviously an elemental power similar to what you get in in, um, in 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 the Avatar universe, where you know you're either Firebender, Earthbender, Waterbender, or Airbender. Um, but in this in in this Grisha are actually you're actually selected or found. So it's kind of like how they find Avatars or the Avatar. They do an Avatar test. So yeah, I wanted to actually ask that confirm when we're talking about this. It's assumed that they're going to be spoilers. They know. Like at this point, they know. Like we're not talking about okay. the scenes and dancing around about the they, they know. Okay. So yeah, so getting to that test thing. Um so it it was funny how she went a whole her whole life, right? Mm. Without ever knowing she had these powers. And it was because she deliberately skipped that test um that you were talking about um with Mao because she was afraid that if they took it um and they passed it like the normal way. Um, they'll be separated, you know, because, oh, she might be a Grisha or he might be a Grisha. And the next thing, um, you're going to some other training um, place and stuff. So she's even shocked um, yeah. when this general Kirigan comes and is like, yeah, you're, you're special. Uh, tell me what you are. Tell me what you are. And the girl's like, what do you mean? I am the map maker. I, I'm, I'm a map person, right? And the guy's like, 
dude, uh, I'm not playing games. Yeah. Like, and then that's when he eventually realizes that, oh, he might also not know, uh, what powers he has. Um, and then she shows him. So why is Alina special? Unless if I ran too quickly to, to get into the answer of why Alina is special. Yeah. I think Alina is special because, um, you, you mentioned a power, but not what, what exactly a power is. So a power is mm-hmm. very rare. It's like, it's like Kerrigan's power. Because Kerrigan's power can only be passed down through his bloodline. So it's, his mother has it. Ooh, yeah, we'll get to the mother in a bit. She's, she's, a, she's a very fascinating character. But like, you can only get it through his bloodline. So his power is rare, but Alina's power is even rarer. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like the, the girl, the tailor who can, you know, manipulate how you look, change your eye color and stuff like that. Those powers are there, but they're super, super rare. Um, so it's like yeah. different kinds of, if I'm using avatar language, different kinds of bending, similar to how, um, if you're an avatar fan, I'm, I'm sure everyone has come across it at some point. So if I'm speaking to people who don't understand it, I'm sorry. But like with earth benders, you can get people like sand benders, lava benders and stuff like that, you know, rare offshoots of that. So this is like an exploration of, there is no elemental limitation. You know, you I can quantify get- it. Hmm? They had been waiting for years, right? A hundred, yeah. hundreds of years. Cause this guy, this general Kirikan, he's old, but because he's got these powers, he can live for eternity essentially while everyone ages and dies if, if they're just normal human beings. So he's been waiting for this thing, uh, this power to come for hundreds of years. Um, and finally it's, it's then manifested in, in Alina. Mm-hmm. And then Alina is the, the light bringer. So basically it's, it's very special because funny enough, when you said General Kerrigan or Alexander was waiting for her for a long time, it's weird because she is his polar opposite, like the moon and the mm. sun, like he's darkness and she is the bringer of light. So her power is basically generating light. So again, in this is kind of assumed that it's already light that's there. She's just, I, I, w- I would love to have a scientific explanation for it, but it's, it's, it's magic. So she just generates light, like massive amounts of light. So her importance is obviously because she can t- tear down the curtain or at least be a balance. And that's how she was actually found out when um, the, the the point where they realized what her power was when they went into the, the, the skip to cross the divide. So basically the two, the two parts of the same country across uh, uh, separated by this black curtain, but then you have to go across it sometimes to go to different places. So it's kind of like, you know, flying or they're not <laughs> flying, they're in a ship, but it's kind of like going to yeah. South Africa, for example, you know, because you, you know, when to- you're, when you say curtain, I picture this very thin thing, right? But it's, it's not like, it's like maybe if you say a river, like it's at least paints a better picture to be like, oh, okay, this thing has some length and then some width. And, um, for you to get your imagine, side, your imagination you is have very to, boring, Rufar. <laughs> you have to cross a river. Thing. You have to cross a river to go from one side to the other. Cause curtain, dude. Do you know a curtain is? Um, yeah. Maybe just because I'm too literal, but that's yeah. what it was like. It's called what the fold is. It? The fold, yeah. So it's, it's like this yeah. massive. Okay, let's just say um, a, a distance between, um, let's say, I don't know. I, I want to use the rules that people don't understand. Let's say Fourth uh, Street to I think Josiah Tongogara is impossible because there is this black, black, it's, it's like a, a black phenomenon that is like, like imagine two curtains being split between the two roads and in between is just black. You can't see where you're going. There's, you know, weather anomalies like lightning, thunder, there are creatures like those I mentioned before that are flying around in there that are very specific to like movement. 
So if you move or if there's light, they will see you. But there are certain light frequencies you can use to then get through it while being able to see a little bit. So like the blue light, yeah, so had, blue light. Yeah, yeah, was very low. So you can actually cross it quite as long as you keep quiet. Again, you have to keep quiet. So the thing is, this 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 curtain is basically the reason for it. I, I think we should leave this for later because I think we should go as the series goes. <laughs> so before we get to the juicy mm-hmm. part at the end. So this curtain has existed for hundreds of years and it's just now a reality. And people, you know, are living on different, on, on opposite sides of it. And again, there's a war that's going on because another part just wants to be independent because they've now been separated from the crown. And obviously with any country that's about to be split up, the, the, the powers that be want to consolidate that effort. Uh, so I'll consolidate the, 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 the geography of it. So when Alina, actually she messed up. So the events of the show, how she was found out was all her own doing. Like she made the mistake of, um, and she, was, the one, she wasn't actually supposed to go in there. Mal was supposed to go through it as, because Mal is classified as a, as a tracker or hunter in the show. So they basically just Yeah, do but that. because of that bond, she was like, oh, Flip, this guy might go die out there and I'll never see him again. And then yeah. she's like, oh, so let me have this fantastic idea and burn all the maps so that all these people don't know where they're going. Therefore, they're forced to get me uh, onto the ship. But it doesn't just end up being her. It ended up being her and everyone else was doing this whole mapping um, stuff. So, like, she then dragged in people who weren't actually supposed to be there. So she thought that they would just say, no, you can come with us because the maps, obviously, when it's wartime and you don't have technology because this is set way back when. Well, the fantasy uh, is set back probably in the 1800s. So there was no GPS or, or, or Google Maps, you know, that you could just carry. You know, you actually needed mm-hmm. cartographers to, to map out the landscape. And the general, the, 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 the guy who was there, I think it was the colonel or something, was like, he, the guy was, the other guy was like, Hansi, why can't we use maps on the other side? And he was like, you, you want me to trust someone else's intel just to show how important those maps were and why Alina destroying them was, was like a, a super big mistake. So she, and mm-hmm. she didn't end up going by herself. She, the guy just said, bring all the, the cartographers, which then put all of her a company or unit, I think as a unit company, it's a little, it's a little bit big in military terms, uh, at risk. Uh, and then they had to go through the fold of which someone, one of the carto- one of the cartographers had a, was it a torch on? Yeah. You know what? Sometimes these things happen in this series and I'm like, this is so like dumb. And it happened in Wonder Woman. I, I told you about this. Wonder Woman falls from some height hmm. that is insane and she's wearing a stiletto and the thing does not break. <laughs> she goes onto the floor. She's like, <laughs> and I'm like, how did this heel not break? Right. I'm a guy. I don't wear stilettos, but maybe ladies out there maybe you tell me how strong these things are like that to me was just not it didn't make sense so coming back to shot and bone they're in this dark right river and then there are these it's monsters all around it's a good <laughs> no it's a river in my view they're in this river right? they're trying to cross from one side to the other and then there are these monsters all around and as you say the monsters will come and try to kill you if one of two things happen you make a lot of noise or you use a certain type of light right which is the bright red light that we are uh, mostly used to but if you stick to the blue light you're okay and you keep silent you're okay this one guy thinks it's a great idea for him to take a torch and light up a light that's bright red. And I'm like, dude, are you that afraid? Maybe he was that afraid that he didn't think about the rules of being in this place. Um, and the next thing, 
these monsters, these flying monsters are like, oh, there's dinner for us. Food, glorious food. And yeah, it, it, it was it was Alina again who made the mistake to 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 bring to to to, to you know to burn the maps because that had that happened, you know, they would have crossed safely because again, it's a dangerous place to cross. But since it's being crossed already, the assumption is people have been doing it for the length of time the curtain has been up, or you know, however long it's been up. So there's safe ways to do it. So, you know, it's always scary to do something it's like it's like flying, like airplanes. Like every time I've been on one, I'm like, yeah, there's a high possibility that this thing just fall out the sky. But like it's been done so many <laughs> times. Sorry? Ah, I think we can't follow the way the series goes because I really want to talk about the conductor because okay. he comes up way later, but we're talking about the fold and crossing and yeah, okay. he just popped in my head and I'm like, come on. Okay, that let's, guy was let's, a genius. Let's explain the crew before we get to the conductor because I think that this whole mm-hmm. ties into to, to everything. So before we get that, Alina's father actually found out. So uh, why this whole crossing the fold is important, as I said before, it's like how Alina's power was found out. So um the Grisha test is they prick your skin with something sharp and then whatever element or whatnot you you have will then kind of exude through that i guess because we saw that with uh with um with uh the, the test that was done when they were when they were kids uh or you know that that they kind of missed the first time she hid with with now the second time she so she intentionally hurt herself so that the, the prick wouldn't like or the stab wouldn't really show any any sort of thing uh, because I think Mal had had hadn't made the test to become a Grisha. So one of these creatures once okay, so once this dude drops up with, with this torch, obviously all the creatures in the fold were like, "What up? How's it going? Mm. Dinner time!" So they come swooping down and they're flying and they're basically like dementors with wings. And so if you know a harpy, like the Greek mythological creature harpy, like a body of a woman and you know, uh, so uh, half body of a woman and wings and claws like 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 a hawk. But just imagine that as more of a dementor without really something of a face, but with a mouth. So if you've watched Full Metal Alchemist, like a homunculus, like one of the homunculus is that, you know, just has a mouth. So mm-hmm. they fly down and start killing everybody because, you know, they're each half. Um, so where Mal gets attacked, Alina obviously comes out to save her boy. Uh, he drops down. She's on top of him saying, uh, he says, meet me, to meet, meet me at the meadow, which is like this place that they used to hang out with at, as kids at, 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 at Orphanage. So he thought he was going to die. And then the, one of those creatures comes and grabs Alina in the back and then there's just light. So that's how we know she's the light bringer, but we didn't know like just a light bringer or there's anything special about her. Up until the, the doofus who then dropped the, the torch managed to escape and ran out the fold and then fell down and then like, you know, he then told everybody what, uh, or, or told uh, General Kerrigan what exactly had happened. And then I think they recovered the skip. Uh, or Alina was able to make, I, I, I almost forgot how that worked out. But then, obviously, then that's how they were able to explain uh, what she was, why there was so much of an interest around her, because she was this, in, in most respects, a saint. So if you know anything about 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 um, Russia, it's, it's part of the Eastern Orthodox um uh, circle of faith so they've got saints so uh, i lived in ukraine for a long time which used to be part of russia so everywhere you'd see these icons of saints like even in taxis on the dashboard or even in homes so they do a lot of iconography so i love the way the writer kind of uh the writer of the book which i haven't read but i'm guessing they drew it from that kind of like dipped into that uh and also dipped into so alina is not like russian the way you would i think she's more um, her character is the way she's described is set more as someone of, of Mongol heritage or along those lines. So it's also beautiful that the writer was able to get Russia's complex um, 
demographic diversity because there are a lot of those peoples. I think it's hundreds of different, you know, uh, people groups in, in, in Russia. So Alina could be classified as, as, as something like that. Uh, she's called a Sue in the show, I think. Um, and she, I, I'll be talking about the meeting with the queen, but let's, let's not, let's not get to that. So that's how she found out she was a, she was a pastor. So now with everything that happens in a war, she's pretty much now a weapon and she's important. And Rufaro, can you explain to us the people who think she's important and the bounty hunt that that kind of collided with this whole story? Okay, so at this point, right, they they now know uh, General Kirigan. He now knows, good. Okay, there's this um, girl out there who has this power that is so powerful, but he's also not the only one. There are these three bands, these three musketeers. Um, <laughs> so there's there's Kaz, there's Jesper, and then there's Inya. Uh, so these three, so two guys, one lady, and um, they they're a team. They work together. So. The other thing that's happening is that this lady uh, was a slave and he was, he, she was then, um, she then became part of the, the team of this Kaz guy. And this Kaz guy has to pay some debt with the, uh, with the original uh, slave lady or master or whatever. Um, so that this lady is then free. Um, so I, that's what I really focused on about these three guys. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what this Kaz guy wanted outside of that, but the whole problem now comes to, they want to make um, a lot of money. Um, so to do that, they needed to get this, 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 um, this lady because she's, she's rare, right? She's essentially important. Um, so they then start to go on the hunt for her so that they can find her and um, they can then sell her, um, I think, to General Kerrigan and make a lot of money. I don't think it was going to General Kerrigan. I think it was, remember the guy they went to was on so the, the other guys. Yeah. So I think it, she, once they knew about her, which is interesting because they got the same guy who ran out of the fold and who explained that she was, you know, the, she exuded this light beam of, of this bright light thing. And then... Yeah. They, that same guy was then the person who both led. It's interesting. I'm actually realizing that now. That guy led, um, General Kerrigan to understanding what Alina was and also led people on the other side of the, of the fold to understand what she was. So basically now she's like a nuke. Like people want access mm-hmm. to this, this, this power. So mm-hmm. on both sides, we don't know who's working on the other side because the guy they were doing the deal with just said, we'll give you, uh, was it one million or five million of the currents of what was called? And for, for those guys, for those three guys, it's a life-changing amount of money because for Kaz, he then, it allows him to break uh, Ilya from, from bondage. So she wasn't really a slave. She was more of a prostitute, forced prostitute, like child prostitute. And then, yeah, she, he was able to get her out because she, she has like, she's very good at, at stealth. So she can sneak about, she can follow people. She's a killer. She's an uh, amazing killer. Like one knife throat, you're dead. And yeah. I was like, eh, yeah. And the, I like how they then did her character in that she does not want to kill. Uh, but then you find her in situations where she has to kill. So she has to sacrifice that um, rule of hers to be like, okay, I have to save Kaz. And the only way to save Kaz is to kill. And then Kaz, you actually see him being remorseful and saying, hey, I'm sorry that you had to do this. Uh, because he also understands that she doesn't want to do that, even though there are certain times when he would really want her to just be a killing machine. And can, we, can we just talk about Kaz and Ilya's kind of um, unspoken love between the two of them? Because I'm guessing it's mm. a little bit more than Stockholm Syndrome, that you know she's devoted to him. I think she sees the practical side of what he's trying to do, because he basically runs a mm. club. 
So he's in the underbelly of the world. So him showing her mercy to kind of save her and then getting a particular set of skills to make, to make it work, to make it work for them. And then for her to actually work towards her own freedom because Kaz can't really operate without, without her because he needs her for, you know, because the most important thing for those guys is information, which was, which is what led them to this whole bounty. So without her, they wouldn't have known that this was going to happen and they probably would have been left out of the story. But I feel like there's a bit of love between the two of them. Again, we've got a guy, guy, girl situation going on on either, um, like opposite sides of the fold, which is, I don't know. You know, it is what it is. Uh, but throughout this, this tension that Kaz either not telling her that he likes her or she can't bring herself to do the same because it's just a complicated mess because there's this whole paying off the madam of, of the brothel where she used to work um, mm. in between them. So I think, you know, if, well, I guess we'll find out if that happens. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler. It just didn't happen in season one. So, yeah, I, I guess we'll, we'll never know. And also, to go on the bounty, right? And Kaz had to sign off his, his club to the madam because she couldn't leave. Uh, Ilya couldn't leave the this, this city without her approval because of the of the mark she has on, on her. So, yeah, so essentially collateral, yeah. Yeah, he used, he used the club as club. Again, which speaks to the fact that this dude really liked her. So, yeah. it makes sense. It was, it was more than just her being an operative. It was more that he actually really liked her. But yeah, but also we need to talk about how Kaz is, is super smart. Like he's really, really smart, like strategically. So I think we can talk about that. Um, so let me just then get to the whole um, conductor. I want to get to the conductor. <laughs> um, so these guys, right, they are looking for Alina. And the, the way for them to get to Alina is to cross the fold uh, because Alina is on the other side of the fold, right? So they then look for this guy who's called the conductor. So apparently this guy has this whole business of getting people across the fold. And the fascinating thing is about how the fold, he, so the way he does it is he has a train. And he needs a specific amount of coal, which was 20 pounds, I mm-hmm. think. So another thing is when they're making the journey, Jasper is the one who's tasked with, with getting the coal, but Jasper has a gambling uh, problem. So a problem? he then gambles. It's an issue. <laughs> it's a he, gambles. Issue. He, he gambles away some of the money, he loses it, and he only comes with 16 pounds. Which and then the conductor's like, yeah, which he stole because he lost all the money. Yeah, yeah, he did lose all the money. So he comes with 16 pounds and the conductor freaks out. He's like, no, I told you 20 pounds. Right? Because he's a mathematician, essentially. Everything is worked out to the dot. As long as you get him the required things, you are guaranteed to, to cross. Or at least the chances of you crossing are near 100% because he's done it before with the same um, variables. So now this has changed and... He's not sure if they're going to cross. But the fascinating thing is there's this, this train and he managed to create tracks. I don't know whether the tracks are already there or what, because there's a point where he says, Kuti, I've been putting uh, tracks here. How did he get to have a train that crosses this thing? Just, just that first. If the tracks were already there, was the train just sitting there? Did he go inside and then rebuild the train so that it's functional like all these are questions that have nothing to do with how the show went on but him having this train that he knows if he puts 20 pounds of coal he moves these things like this at this certain time he's at this point in the fold all of that to me was like yeah this is this is quite cool like this guy has worked out everything um it was an equation essentially for him crossing the fold and there was a gap in the tracks, remember? It was like, yeah, there's a bit of a gap in the tracks. But if we had 20 pounds yeah. of, of coal, we would have gone across. But Jasper only managed to steal 16 or something like that. 
So, yeah. and yeah, that was a whole trying to get across and then them getting attacked. But for him, you've done it so many times. But I think the question about um, the, the tracks, I think they were already there because I don't think there was any way that he could have built them in silence, in the darkness, across the fall. And the, the train was already inside yeah, or I outside. Think, I think he found it. To be honest, I think he found it and just worked out how to do it since he was an engineer. So I think he kind of mm. kind of worked out, you know, how you can probably cross it. So probably he he worked out the measurements to a degree. Like it's usually when when you do something for the first time, you overcompensate, but then you then realize that um, the why he said why he always kept them on the train in in one position is to not jostle the train for load, so that it wouldn't be mm. too heavy and then become too slow. Again, why the specific requirements for, for everything were so particular. So even so, when you cross the fold, right? I think this is something that needs to be explained. You you then you, people scar themselves. On the arm. So you know that uh, what we used to do in maths, one, two, three, four, then cross, pretty much that's what everybody does. So the conductor has gone through the fold so many times that, you know, again, he's gotten this down to like to like a, a super science, like how to, how to cross the fold, why he was such an important part of, of, of Kaz and, and Kaz's team to be able to cross to then go and find, to find Alina, which I think should, we should need to kind of talk about the, 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 the Grisha having powers is not like a blessing because, I mean, you have powers, but then you know, in old worldly times, as with these days, when you when there's something uniquely exceptional about you and people can't explain it, witchcraft. Mm-hmm. So again, it's it, that that's what they went through as as um as people. Uh, and I think this would be actually be a good time to 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 talk about like the origins of the fold. It was kind of obvious, but like I wanted to be told for sure, for sure. Can I just shout out Jasper? Like, I feel like we painted him as just this useless gambler, but he's a really, really amazing sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. So while in the, we're in, they're in the fold, uh, something goes wrong and then these creatures start to come and they want to kill him. And interestingly, one of the things that the, that Kaz needed was a goat. No, was it the conductor who said, get a goat? Yeah, get a goat, yeah. And the goat was, it had nothing to do with crossing, like, <laughs> normally with what the conductor does when he's crossing the fold. The goat was specifically so that Jasper could calm down. I was like, this guy saw that this guy freaks out and he does not want that to be a variable in his whole mission of getting these guys across the fold. So let me get a goat. This guy holds the goat and the next thing he's so calm, he just takes out his his uh, revolvers and he's shooting down these creatures. I was just like, yes. This is awesome. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, go on. How did the fold come into existence? So, so we talked about like General Kerrigan and well, Alexander, because I think you're calling General Kerrigan is, is more for now, but Alexander is basically, so we said that the power is passed down from father to son. So he basically wanted the persecution of the, of the, of the Grisha to stop. So I think if I'm remembering correctly, he uh, he was being chased or something, and his lover was killed. His his lover way back in the in the day was was a heart render, and she was killed by people who thought she was a witch or whatever it was. And then he managed to run away. So, to... Sorry. Yeah, so I was gonna say I did not get that. Like the chick dies, but it seems like Alexander already had the power to kill all these guys at that time. Or was it a, a situation like Alina where when Alina was consumed by her emotions, that's when she first um, used her light powers, right? When they were trying to cross the fold that time. Uh, so is that a similar situation with Alexander that when he was then consumed by the death of his lover, that's when he managed to tap into this dark power and 
I, yeah, I think I think that was part of it. I think that just escalated when they started closing in on all the Grisha and you know, his lover was dead and then, you know, his mother was in the room and she was telling Alexander not to use the power in that respect because I think he wanted to create an army, you know, that he could control through through his powers. So obviously did some weird magic stuff that his mother warned him against because, again, his mother is as immortal as he is. Mm-hmm. So she actually warned him, like, this, don't do this uh, when he was younger and he didn't listen. So there's a scene where he's outside the the when the when the people are about to come in and then they're like, hey, darkling, surrender and we won't shoot you and stuff like that. And then he used that thing to try and control them. And then figured, yeah, he didn't really have much in the way of control. Did he run away or did he, did the, did, did the fall just emerge out of him, like from there? Because if you can imagine his power is shadow. So the fall was basically created as an emanation or a manifestation of his power. And all the men, women, and children who had turned, who had been, you know, closest to him and been turned into, into those minions. So those creatures that fly around are just basically people who used to be alive who Alexander then turned into monsters. So so essentially, the fold was a mistake, and Alexander isn't the big bad villain that we thought, that uh, he just uh, created the fold out he of. Is, he is, he is, because <laughs> no, it, it, it might have been a Imagine if he had deliberately created the fold, that would make him a worse villain than what he already But remember, remember the final scene. Remember the ah. final scene. He, he, he understood, again, it's this thing about a, a thing. When something is 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 a barrier that is that is put up whatever in 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 anything can be weaponized so he still kind of achieved his goal but it took him a really long time to to, to get to that point but i think like it was i think it was an accident again the final scene i don't think he planned for all of that to happen because that was chaos like we're talking about the final scene but we haven't <laughs> how do i explain this uh yeah, we're, we're gonna just have to jump to the to the final scene. Okay. Yeah, I, I think most of the stuff in the middle, you're probably gonna have to you, watch it off for yourself. If you've watched the show, you probably kind of get what we're, what we're getting at with this. So, uh, just a brief rundown before we get to the final scene and just explain why all of this is important. Is Alina obviously is taken to the Grisha's castle, which is called the Little Castle. She meets the king, whatnot. She then trains. So the person who trains her is Alexander's mother, but she doesn't know that. So when Trufara was saying, you know, uh, Alina had to learn how to master emotions, she had to learn not to meet anyone. So she had to... More importantly, she had to let go of Mao. To a degree. She didn't completely. But initially, her her like attachment to him was too strong while she was there that it kind of obscured his power. So basically, it she she had to let that attachment go for a bit for her to fully access, you know, the deepest recesses of, of who, what she could be as a light bringer. So obviously, you know... Uh, so the team that went to, to to kidnap her were kind of successful in respects, but kind of failed because obviously uh, uh, Eli I think is is very religious. Uh, though the does not love Kaz or loves Kaz, she's very religious. So they see her as a saint, which was explained before, mm-hmm. like this whole canonification and uh, icon iconography. So she's super super religious, and she sees Alina as a saint. So they call her Saint Saint Alina or something like that because she's the light bringer. But to, to Alina, she's just a person who's up with the power she didn't really want. So a bit more lore, I guess. Alexander, damn it! Like this thing is so packed. Like I, I don't know how I was, <laughs> how do we? Yeah, I was about that. to. I was about to say it take me too long to get to the final scene, Valentine. Okay. So, so basically, what brings us to the final scene is the fact that there are these four mythical creatures that were created um, by I forgot his name. He was some sort of, you know, I guess a Jesus figure. You know, if you were able, the misconception at the time was if you're able to kill these, you could amplify the power of your of your particular gift. 
Mm-hmm. So Alexander had been hunting them down. And I think the final one or the first one, I'm not sure if he had gotten the rest, but I'm guessing he could have gotten one or two because a Markov, I think they're called Markov's creatures. Yeah, Markov's creatures, if I'm not mistaken. So if you get, if you, if you're able to kill one, the misconception was that it will transfer its power to you, then amplifying what you are. So uh, Alexander mm-hmm. needed those to be able to, to make himself more, more powerful. Yeah. And I think it works because remember, they amplify power, right? So remember when, when mm-hmm. Alina touched his hand when they were meeting the king. The power kind of like mm-hmm. grew. So I think he actually had imbued. So to, to get the power, you have to imbue or do a bone, bone bond, I think it's what the word was called, between the creature, which, whichever part of the creature you took and yourself. So you had to kind of merge it with your body for it to, mm-hmm. to, to do. So I think, I think, um, Alexander kind of did that before. Again, I think why his mother was so wary that she should never have gotten, he should, he should never have gotten the, uh, to know the what the stag was. Stag. Yeah, the stag. Mm-hmm. So the cool thing about this is that Alina actually met the stag. She reunited with Mal after the whole failed abduction thing, which wasn't really an abduction. She kind of hid in a carriage and they kind of like pulled her away. But besides the point, she kind of then met up with Mal again, who, almost died again I, I don't know how that guy keeps surviving but i guess he's got plot armor like the the the, the main character of any shonen uh anime like they won't mm-hmm. die they'll just get stronger so she made the stack <laughs> yeah. and then i think mal was mal gave her the gun to be like no shoot and then she she smart like i think quite rightly understood the fact that there, there must have been another way the killing them was not the only way to go about it and obviously she then realized the only thing you can do the the only way to transfer the power successfully or the most effectively is to is for the for the for the creature to to bestow it upon you or to choose you which just makes you like the the the, the rightful owner of that power so but then again obviously general kirigan tracked them down shot killed the animal general kirigan thought he had gotten the power for himself and the, the scariest thing was when they when they took one of the one of the stag's antlers and then imbued it into her neck and they were sticking out. Mm. I was just like, dude, mm. yeah, not, not cool, not cool, but I. So again, this should be said that um, both Mal and Alina, I think, had visions of the stag. So I think they knew where it was. Was it Alina had visions of the stag? Uh, and then there was this emblem that it, it would come with because its 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 antlers were massive and they would like round together like this to form like this kind of circle thing, and more of a diamond mixed with a circle. So, obviously, it, it, so we're getting to the final scene. Um, they, 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 uh, General Kirigan, they're crossing the fold again, right? Um, and it was supposed to be the day the fold, the, the fold was supposed to be brought down. And Alina's just telling the, the, the Kirigan guy who she actually had fallen in love with a little bit, but then realized he was a D bag. And then I was like, you know what? But her friend did want to be powerful, be wary of powerful men. And again, didn't listen. No, advice like that that's it. a friend being the, the the lady who does the the makeup stuff like yeah, yeah. the shapeshifter lady but yeah she ended up not being who she she made us think she was yeah, because she was alina's friend but in the end she's the one who betrayed her as well but then again she was honest with her but she wasn't she lied i think by omission because she was honest with her but she wasn't honest, like particularly to the to the detail of like, yeah, be wary of Kerrigan because yeah, if you fall for the dude, then yeah, I'm a one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but besides the point. So she was taken back across the fold. Well, they were going to bring down the fold, and uh, obviously there were diplomats and whatnot there. And then Kerrigan was like, wait. And obviously, as you know, with most of these shows, we have the big final scene where they all break loose. So what I forgot to mention was that Kerrigan also imbued himself with a bit of the stack so he could control Alina's power. So he was pretty much the only way she could fully use her power up until the moment she then realized that it's not a case of 
I think she had a, the when everyone was being slaughtered on the skip, uh, the, the ship they used to cross the fold with, she then had a vision of the stag on the skip and then realized, no, it's not a take, it's a gift. And then she got control of herself. And then obviously she helped everybody cross. And Mal and Kirigan had their whole fight. So this is where we are. So I'm sorry if you haven't watched the show and this sounds kind of rushed, but this show is packed. Like it's ridiculously packed. Uh, yeah. And I think we should start doing episode by episode next time because it's <laughs> the whole show. <laughs> yeah, we had to summarize. It was eight episodes and they were each an hour long, I think. Uh, so yeah, it's quite a lot. So now they're in this. Then there's the chaos has happened and um, everyone's fighting. Um, and then this guy has lost control. Kirigan has lost control of the power that Alina has. Mao is now fighting with Kirigan. And in the end, Mao manages to escape and Kirigan is left alone inside. So remember earlier, this is where I had mentioned that I don't think it was by intention that the final scene ended up being what it was. Because the whole plan for, for Alexander was to be in the fold, right, in the skip they're crossing and he gets to show everyone, right, the diplomats who are in there, how much power he has. But not just that, he then goes and slaughters everyone who's on the other side. And um, this, 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 la- this lady who... Who disliked Alina because she was she was um, Alexander's favorite before Alina came uh, had family that side, uh, so that's when everyone then goes like, hey, we thought we were loyal to Alexander, but he's slaughtering our families. Um, so yeah, I don't think he's he's the but, guy to follow anymore. Didn't he move the and, fold? Like, didn't he move the fold forward to engulf the, that other place? Yes. So 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 as that's happening, right? That's when the whole chaos then comes. With, like, okay, this guy's not here to. Uh, destroy this thing. He's here to kill everyone on the other side uh, by showing them that he's more powerful. Um, and so why I'm saying, Kuti, uh, it's it was intentional. That was, that, that was very logical. Yeah, like but, the yeah the the dots just connected in my head that if he moved the fold exactly while he was going that side, um, then. No, but it was not intentional because he could only do that because he was using Alina's power. But, remember, but in the final scene, but we have him move forward alone. He, he had a bit of the stag implanted in his hand as well. So, but Chaka Zovaka, that's how he, Chaka, he lost the bond with, with yeah, Alina. And also his hand, I think Mal broke one of his hands as well so that he couldn't do the, you know, because it like, like bending, like again, referencing Airbender. It's like oh, the, the Avatar. It's like you need both your hands to be able to bend in most cases, or you need to do some special movement. Science, uh, yeah, science too, in order to bend, to 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 to, to manifest your power. So with one hand, it's difficult, but Kirigan can obviously do it with both. So I'm saying it was intentional because I think as he was being attacked by his his own creatures, I think it's a case of he had already gotten a bit of what Alina could do, and I think he even said, "I can understand the full depths of your power," kind of thing. I think he understood. Like it was a mirror sort of thing. As much as he understood her power, being, you know, yeah, controlling her through Im- embedding a bit of the stag in her, I think he also understood the extent of his power. And that one thing that was missing from him was unlocked, the power to control the creatures of the fold in the fold. So the last scene makes sense because if you could move the fold forward, then obviously he could... So you're saying it wasn't an issue of he needed more power or that he needed his powers amplified. It was an issue of... He just does not understand how to use the current power that he already had. But he was innately capable of doing this. 
I think you just don't know case. how to do it. I think that's the case. I think since the fold, since the creation of the fold was a mistake because obviously he decided to create this yeah. army. I think he, he didn't, didn't know that he could do that. Yeah, he could yeah, do that. Yeah. True. So I think at the end when he was being attacked, I think he probably, I think we're probably going to get a scene of that in season two. Or if people have read the books, probably already know, like, or shouting it at me right now. Be like, hey, you know nothing, you muggle. <laughs> I get it. But like, it's, it's the, I think we're going to get a scene of how he actually did it because at the end, like everyone, okay, before he comes out of the fold, because we think he's dead. But then in my head, I'm like, yeah. it can't be that. No, I, I do not think he's dead. I but, knew something's gonna happen. Not he just dies like that. For like, me, the moment no. I, I was like, this guy's dead. But I, I knew that it could no. never be as simple as that. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. So uh, Alina, Kaz, and all those guys on the other side, and then obviously they're talking about you know what's happening, and uh, they offer who was offered. I think Kaz was offered a gem that was worth the equivalent of the bounty. Uh, which yeah, is so it was like, don't tell people about me and where I'm going. Uh, but at the same time, Kaz still had this issue of he needed money. Um, and um, Alina had received some gems as part of this whole like ceremony of them going to the vault to, to, to destroy uh, this thing. So that's how she had a gem that she then gives um, this guy. Yeah, and then the one of the gems, in, because they're too big, I think probably sapphire or something could pay was the, the amount of a bounty. I think was was close mm-hmm. to the amount of a bounty. So they kind of, but I kind of hated the way they did that because it kind of like closed off the friction between them because it kind of left Kaz kind of like, okay, cool, I'm gonna walk walk away from the story. We might end up following those guys, but it's like I would have loved to continue that kind of friction a little bit more. I think they shouldn't have been such an easy out. It would have been hard now because Kaz would have had to. Never again, or they'd have to, had to fight or something. Uh, yet here yeah, they're trying to say, oh, okay, um, they've escaped Alexander. Now they're going to go into hiding and, um, I don't know, become trained or something, uh, for the next fight of the other people who are trying, who are still trying to find Alina. So, but I think her, her big mission right now is, is trying to bring down the fold because even Mel told her, dude, you're not strong enough to do this yet. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're jacked, but I think you need to train a little bit more. I think what, what, what Alexander's mother who was training, I was telling her, like, yeah, you're not ready. Like, you need to train, even when she was trying to escape the castle. She was pretty much... So she's likely going to go back to Alexander's mother or somehow, because who else can train her? Mal think, knows nothing. I think Alexander's mother is going to be the clincher because I think she's the only person who kind of kind of understands uh, most of, most about this and how to, better, to best extract her power. So I'm guessing she's the one who's going to probably have to train... Um, to, to train uh, Alina, but you know, finding her is going to be the I think the next big quest of you know where can we find her because she escaped with the other uh, Grisha or other other people who were within a circle who didn't want um, uh, Alexander to get access to the stag. So that there's, there's factionalism in the Grisha, but to understand the Grisha properly, I think you need to just go and watch the show because it's it's very complex. It's weird. You you hate them in the beginning and then end up sympathizing with them. That I think that mm-hmm. was like very well put out. So to the final scene. Which I think is like probably the most poignancy, at least for me, for two reasons. Is because number one, um, Alexander walks out with his arm, like obviously hurt, and then he turns around and says, "Follow," and the creature walks out, or creatures walk out. At, at that point in time, if you don't have a chill going down your spine, you're not human. Like, yeah. <laughs> Because that boy, that's like, yeah, the big bad villain is coming and he's got power now. Like, and then you see the fold following. Mm. It's not just the creatures. It's the fold. And you're like, yeah. You know, that's that's scary because he's 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 gotten his wish like times two. Because now he can control the creatures in the fold. Mm. 
He can also control the fold itself, so he can put it wherever he wants. Again, the one thing that he's been wanting to do is weaponize it. And remember, there were people who said, um, while they were on the skip, I think someone said there's some people who don't want the fold to come down because it serves their purposes. And mm-hmm. again, with any sort of barrier, like uh, like smuggling rings, for example, at open borders, like if Zimbabwe and South Africa open borders, for example, it would be great for everybody else because like it would mean free transit and transport. You know, uh, we can easily like in Europe where, you know, if you've got a if you've got, if you've got an ID or, you know, a Schengen visa, you can cross in between European countries, part of the EU. If that happened with between Zimbabwe and South Africa, for example, obviously you don't need a visa, but there, there are no strict controls for certain things, et cetera, et cetera. If that happened, people who are making bank smuggling across and smuggling people and, and obviously uh, goods and goods and whatever across would start to lose out a lot of money uh, because logistics companies would just take that over and just make it a lot more efficient, which would leave them redundant. So in any anything is, is as bad as it, something might be, it's always useful to someone. So mm. the fold was, the dropping of the fold would have meant a lot to a lot of people. So good and bad. Because dropping it meant that there was nothing impo- that nothing separating these two places. There was, you know, acres and acres and acres of lands. I think hundreds of thousands of acres of lands that that, that had left, been left barren cannot be used, etc. But Alexander not controlling it means that he's de facto king because mm-hmm. he controls the most the most powerful the most powerful you know thing in in this in this universe as far as we know as far as I know I should say, and then he controls the right. creatures within it. And the scary thing is those creatures can walk in the sun, bro. Like when they walked out of mm. the light, I was like, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> you thought it was like a vampire situation where yeah. they get into the light, they're going to start hurting and stuff. But, but remember, like, no, no, no. But remember, Alina, when Alina was hurt and then she blasted, like it, evap- it, it, it kind of vaporized all the, all, all the creatures, right? So. Yeah, so I guess the sun is just not intense enough. Yeah. Because Alina is like, yeah, 10x in the sun or something. Jeez. But that, that was scary. That part was legitimate. I was like, yeah, you know what? Season two is going to be late. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, I, I ended up being on that situation of I wished it was one of those series that already had five seasons or something. <laughs> so I hate it when I, when I start these, these one season, because it came out this year in April, um, yeah. 28, somewhere there. Um, so it's, it's a very new series and, I was like, yeah, sure, let's watch it. Um, but then you discover, oh, it's only one season. Oh, I enjoyed this. We're season two. You have to wait a whole year now or something. A whole year. Which is just going to be a massive pain in the, in the face because yeah. yeah, there's just, you know, this is, this is the weird thing about Netflix is that a show can have a season two and I won't know about it. Cause I'm sure I'll be my recommends or something for a long, long, long time. So it's one of the things I'm just like, eh. Because I, I I told you about Hilda, right? When Hilda, mm. my favorite show on Netflix, which I think is the best show on Netflix, uh, I watched season one. Like, Dark is on Netflix, but let's not argue. Listen, listen okay. Listen. Let's not argue. Hilda let's is different. If, if, okay, listen, if you want to prove me wrong, go and watch Hilda, and then you understand why it is the greatest show on Netflix. But besides the point, yeah. I was I watched season one like a bunch of times, I think over 30, 40 times, uh, the whole season one, because it was just so good. And it's a kid's show, by the way, and don't judge me. And then when season two came out, I had no idea up until two months after when I typed in Hilda to watch it on Netflix. And then I saw like season. I'm like, wait, what? Season two is out. And I, I come out in December and I was watching it in February. I'm like, this is the problem with Netflix. It's way too much content. Mm. But yeah, well, I am definitely looking forward to season two of Shadow and Bone. Uh, it was a good one. 
That's a really good one. Yeah, it's a, it's an exceptional show. I think it I'm is. I'm always skeptical about these magical shows. I'm like, <laughs> what what are they going to do that's different? Um, but yeah, um, they did it. I think it's because they, like most of the show, it wasn't about magic, 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 magic. Like there's some shows where you just see magic every single scene. But here they, yeah, there was a whole story to it that was going on, different dynamics, Kaz's team, Alexander, Mel, ETC, ETC. So yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, it was a cool show. Uh, I can't wait season two, to be honest, because I want to see what Alexander's up to, like um, uh, what he's going to do. Because I, I don't think he's going to, like my guy is telling me he might not be as brazen as he was in like, in, in as brazen as, as he will be, I should say, sorry, with his power. I think as much as he wants the world to know he's powerful, I think he's going to be a little bit more subtle about it because he knows Alina's out there. But then again, he's got like hundreds of years of a head start on her and she has to train up, which again, this is what I hate about shows like this. When someone has to train, they negate the skill and experience someone has gained over a longer period of time. And like, it, that's going to happen. And yeah. I agree with you. Next thing, it's going to be three episodes. Alina is up to speed with, with challenging Alexander. And I'm like, no, this guy took hundreds of years to get to where he is. Yeah. You cannot just belittle that by having someone who has spent, oh, how long, over what time frame did this happen? I think it was like, a couple of months. Like a month or something. A couple of months at the most. <laughs> a couple of months, I swear a month. So it's like, she just discovered her power in a very short space of time. And next thing, she's going to have the same like I guess that's where they bring the whole talent thing, maybe, or I don't know. Nah, 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 nah. You, you can't, you can't <sighs> say talent because, like, even with talent, you need, you need honing. Like, there are parts where you're raw. Like, my best example is footballers. Like, I, I, I was, I, I, I think I'm showing my age a little bit here, but I think I'm not that old though. Like, I, I was there when Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, joined Manchester United because I'm a United fan. And as much as he was good. You could just see how much more re- refined someone like Giggs was because Giggs just had that time to develop his skill and trade. And Ronald only came into himself, I think, in his third season. That's when we probably began to see like the, the dude who, who, you know, went to Madrid and just became even better. So imagine a kid who's starting out football right now, going toe to toe in terms of nuance, in terms of with someone like Ronaldo or someone like Messi. I think Messi would be a, a worse example because I think Messi is just super naturally gifted. But super intelligent, but that, that it, it, it had a raw beginning. And you can't tell me a guy who's, who's understood that I can play football or get, got a football for the first time in his life and then makes it to start for like, you know, Bayern Munich or, or, you know, or I guess now the big team in Europe is, is Man City because Chelsea and City are in the final, which I hope City wins because I hate Chelsea. But imagine that, you know, someone of that year can challenge players of that level. I don't, I don't think it, that that's the case. And I swear I hate these, why I hate shows like this. Where it's the same even with with with, with uh, Avatar: The Last Day of Bed. I'm sorry, I'm bringing this up, but the the parallels are there. That Ang was able to learn all the full, all the all the other three elements in like six months, and then challenge the Fire Lord. And like obviously he had the, the Avatar state as his like his fallback or or his his big like you know nuke. Uh, to, yeah, to... didn't Avatar have the whole thing of you can tap into your previous ancestors type of thing? Yeah, but the, you can't be them unless you're in the Avatar state. So as much as the Avatar cycle is just a recycling of the same sort of spirit, uh, the spirit of Rava and whoever's born the Rava spirit going into someone, you can't exactly, he couldn't do what Avatar Roku could do or what Avatar Kyoshi could do. Because I think Avatar Kyoshi is probably the greatest Avatar ever. 
but again, we'd have to talk about that on Avatar episode. But like, it's yeah. you can't tap into that kind of stuff. They can teach you because I think Roku was trying to teach Aang a lot of things, but he Aang had to learn it himself because he's a different person okay. as much as he's the same person. But then, so that, I thought they could use that to be like, maybe you are able to get the experience of your previous, uh, um, of your previous. Uh, predecessors you can um, technically in the avatar state i think that's how it kind of works that you know you have you have the state but then again you, you don't have it all the time like it's something that's triggered so you're not always in the avatar state yes okay so maybe that's what they could do they could just bring that technicality like oh yeah this power has been passing down um just not as frequently as um alexander's but when you get it, you get to benefit um, from the experience of other people. You still have to put in work, but maybe that's how you get to learn faster than someone who's than the first person who had the power. Just because maybe some to 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 go biological, the neural pathways are just you know getting redrawn that already existed or something. Yeah. Well, uh, we hope you you go and enjoy. Uh, Shadow and Bone, if you're going to watch it. I hope we didn't cause too much confusion. But then when you watch it, you'll understand how packed it is and why pretty much we're going to be going episodically. So I think, I hope if we agree on this, Rufaro, the next show is what, Dota? Also on Netflix? Uh, yeah. Well, what am I watching? Yes, Dota. What is yes. Dota? So I but think he's, I... been ra- he's been raving about Final Space. Oh, okay, Final okay, 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 okay. You're making my life difficult here, man. Because I want you to watch it. It's Dota because I'm already watching it. Okay, so we'll do, I think, episode one and two review of Dota because uh, they're pretty short. Uh, and I think it's probably better to explain um, Dota than, like, in, because in, again, similarly, it's, 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 a, it's an anime, I guess. And it's also super yeah, packed yeah, with yeah. a lot of myths and, you know, stuff. So it would be hard to do what we did now, which is trying to explain a whole show in like a space of an hour. Yeah. Yeah, episode by episode. Okay, cool. Uh, well, this was fun. Like, yeah. You see, you should never, ever, you should listen to me when I tell you, hey, dude, let's do reviews. But you, you want to stay on keyboard, creating code. <laughs> All right. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for listening, I guess. Uh, not listening, I guess. <laughs> Because I, I've tried to find out who, who would actually like who, who would actually like Shadow anymore, but the people like it, so I'm guessing people who watched it will be like, ah, okay, you know, uh, why, why the hell not? But if you haven't watched it, just go watch it. Like, it's worth your time. It's not a crap show. It's 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 one of it's one of Netflix's better efforts, I think, uh, with its original series. That's that's no one is dark though, but yeah. yeah. Listen, Dark is just a a a, a <laughs> <thing> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Um, bye. <laughs> bye.